Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. They don't call Mad Dog Manny for nothing. I'm talking about Manny Aurora, who visits the Bailey Show podcast a couple times a month. We talk defense, criminal law, right? That's what he does for a living. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Handled litigation in 19 different states. Any questions that you might have for Manny Aurora, you can either shoot it to him personally at his law firm, theaurorralawfirm.com, or you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail for the next visit from Manny Aurora. Oh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora, 404-369-3825. As a former prosecutor, they at the Aurora Law Firm understand the other side of the case. Top 100 national trial lawyers at the Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law. If you need them, you need to get a hold of them today. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. And again, you got any questions for Mad Dog Manny Aurora next time he stops in the studio, get a hold of us, PodcastTheBS.com. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, wait. Oh, I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Oh. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. The Bailey Show podcast guest portal brought to us by Country Financial. If you need anything insurance related, call Sean now. 678-519-9028. The camp agency at Country Financial. Your one-stop shop to all your insurable needs. Eat, drink, and be Murray, as in the Murray family, as in one of my favorite actors of all time, Bill Murray, and one of my favorite brothers of one of my favorite actors, Chef Andy Murray. A feast of family fun and favorites by Chef Andy Murray, available now. It's a family cookbook uh, full of beloved Murray favorites, and it even has a foreword from William himself. Chef Andy Murray, welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. It, it, it's it's always interesting that there's, in a family of such a high-profile celebrity like your brother, there's always at least one sibling that's in the culinary world, like Mark Wahlberg, right? His brother does the hamburgers. You know, you do, uh, I mean, you've been doing this for well over 20 years. I mean, this is... This- well, I've been a lot longer than 20 years. Yeah, uh, you know, in our family, there's there's nine kids. You know, Edward, Brian, Nancy, Peggy, Billy, Laura, Andy, John, Joel. 
Uh, and Brian started it. Billy followed him. Uh, I had no intention of doing it. Then uh, Johnny did it and Joel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's, plus I got a sister who's a nun who's got a, you know, she'll be the first to tell you she's got a degree. It's the only one in the family with a degree in drama. So. <laughs> what, what was it like, you know, because the characteristics that we see from Bill Murray on the screen, obviously all of you have to have a little bit of that in you. So was it a normal upbringing? Was it dysfunctional? Uh, what was the family atmosphere like, especially at the, at the holiday dinner tables? Uh, I'll tell you, it was, it wasn't dysfunctional at all. It was, we had to be at the dinner table and it wasn't just holiday meals, but every, you know, five nights a week, Sunday through Thursday, we had to be at the dinner table. You know, when my dad came home, my mom sat down there, 11 of us at the table, and we had to sit down and say grace and, you know, wait till my father carved up the meat and passed it down the table. And that's how our family worked. And I, you know, I, I think my family is, it's pretty successful, uh, most of us, and actually all of us. And I think a lot of it goes back to, uh, you know, being family oriented, being at the dinner table, you know, you know, learning manners at a very young age. Was your father the type of father that uh, wouldn't let you leave until the plate was cleaned off? There, there was really never a problem. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody had an appetite in my family. It's, it's not like if so, if you didn't eat something, your brother would. You know, they, they just take it right off your plate. I, we were having that conversation uh, over Thanksgiving. And my wife's sister, she's got two smaller children. And, and I said, uh, yeah, I go, you know, you can't get into that dessert until you, you know, you clean off your plate. And then we got into the conversation because there's just different generations at the table of how that's such an outdated practice because, you know, the obesity and it's like this and this and this and that. I was like, but it taught you that you eat what, you, what was put on the table Right. I mean, like you don't eat anything else. If you don't want what mom or dad mom made, then you're screwed. Right. You don't eat that night. That's just how it is. If you didn't, if you didn't want to eat what you, what mom made. Yeah. You were, you were going hungry pretty much. Yeah. Uh, You know, I had some, I've had a couple of nephews who, you know, for the longest time would only eat tortellini. And I was like, really? Well, that was the other uh, thing. We were at a restaurant and I was just ordering pizza for everyone. And, uh, and one of the kids was like, no, I want fettuccine, fettuccine Alfredo. I was like, no, I'm paying for this. You're going to eat pizza. And it was, you know, kids like 15, 14 years old. I was like, you're going to eat pizza because it's rude that if somebody else is, at least that's what I think. If somebody else, do you agree? Someone else is paying. Oh, yeah. Well, eat actually, no, it's even worse is having somebody having dinner with a friend and they bring their kid along and he orders the most expensive, the lobster. I'll have the lobster, you know, (laughs) or the, or the first date, the girl's like, I'll take the lobster, the filet mignon and give me one to go home too, please. Well, as long as, as long as she ate it, I don't mind it. So it's when they order it and then they don't eat it. That's what drives me crazy. So, uh, you're also, uh, owner, uh, with the Caddyshack restaurants. You got one in Florida and Georgia with your brother, Bill, obviously. What was it ever, uh, uncomfortable, to go into business with your brother just using his celebrity? 
It was a combination of, yeah, you know, it's important that Billy got on board when, you know, we came up with this idea for the restaurant. You know, I've been in the restaurant business, you know, for since I was 11. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's 50 years. So it's um, the celebrity thing wasn't too much. We, we really actually, in the beginning, we really tried to stay away from a lot of it. You know, it was, it was, you know, we didn't want to do the movie so much, but we were all, we were all caddies. So, you know, it was a golf themed restaurant at the world golf village in, uh, in Florida. Mm. So where the world golf hall of fame was. So it was kind of a, a play on just not only the movie and the celebrity, but, uh, uh, the golf had to be involved mm-hmm. and, you know, and our food's good. Yeah. So, you know, it where, wasn't a problem. Where where in Florida is that? I, I've I've lived in Florida it's most in of my Saint life. It's in St. Augustine. Oh, that's right. It is in St. Augustine. I love St. Augustine. St. Augustine, the oldest city in America. Yeah, yeah. I love going to the fort there at St. Augustine and hitting my head. Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful, funky town. Uh, it's what is it? Four hundred and fifty-four years old, I think. Maybe fifty-three. But at the four hundred fiftieth birthday, the king and queen of Spain came. Uh, to celebrate, which was kind of cool. Really cool. Have you uh, drank from the Fountain of Youth there? <laughs> Weird story. But, yeah, when we first broke ground for the restaurant in St. Augustine, we went out, the brothers, and we had somebody driving us, of course. But, uh, yeah, there were a couple of drinks involved. But we climbed the fence and drank from the uh, the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> so you didn't pay uh, for in, your in ticket. In the middle of the night. You didn't pay for your <laughs> ticket. You snuck <laughs> it, in. Yeah, and it just tastes terrible. <laughs> it's sulfur it's, water. It's the worst tasting water you ever had. <laughs> uh, so some of the things uh, as far as recipes uh, in in this uh, in this book, right? Is you got the Murray French toast, you got chicken hash, Caddyshack golf balls, uh, Andy's chicken vegetable soup, grilled pimento cheese sandwich, which is a mainstay at the Masters, uh, Lucille's fried chicken, South Carolina Papardell. Is that how you say that? Papardell. Papadilla, yeah, yeah, it's pasta. Key lime pie, pineapple upside down cake, 19th hole, signature drink there at Murray Brothers Caddyshack, Bloody Bull. These all sound extremely delicious. Now, are these all from your brain, these you're doing? No, they're not all from my brain. Some of them are uh, my sisters, Mm -hmm. Peggy and Laura's. I've I've stolen from them. I've stolen some stuff from my mother. Um, There's multiple restaurants I worked at. You know, Mortimer's in New York, which was uh, a big influence on my life and, and my cooking ability. Uh, Mortimer's was a great place. It was uh, it was like the, the corner watering hole for for the she she society crowd in New York in the in the uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was Princess Margaret. It was Jackie Onassis. It was Brooke Astor. You know, Frank Sinatra would come in. It was. Uh, it, it was quite. It was quite the show. Yeah, is there any food that Bill absolutely despises and refuses to have on the menu? No, you know the one thing about Billy. Billy will try anything. Uh, he's he's uh, he's an adventurous eater. Uh, no, there's nothing in this book that he does not like. See, I would have. He will eat any if, of it. If I had a restaurant, uh, there'd be no tomatoes, no peppers, no onions. I wouldn't eat there. No avocado. No, I wouldn't eat Those there. are the four things you can't have on you could, be, you could probably get into the royal family in England. You know, they, they don't like that <laughs> stuff either. They don't. They don't. They don't eat onions, garlic, none of that stuff. 
do uh, a lot of Bill's friends pop into uh, the restaurant or get a hold of you and want you to do some dinners for them and uh, expect not to pay? No, they they all pay. Everybody pays. Well, my brother, I take that back. My brothers do not pay. Do they have a card? They, like they, when they show up, yeah, they, 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 just, they, they just sign a check. They leave big tips. They go, yeah. I just sign checks and leave big tips. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, but do you, does like who would be your brother's best celebrity buddy to date? Alive celebrity buddy? You know. Uh, you know, it's not like Billy hangs out with celebrities. Well, George Clooney. Okay, so Bill yeah, and he, and, he and Clooney are pretty tight. Okay, what what is what is their connection? Because there's there's an age gap there, right? So what what is what is their connection? What what do they have in common? Golf? Uh they they just like each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. You know, Billy they Billy got invited to his wedding in uh, in uh, right. And so when George does George Clooney pops in. Does he come in often and say, you know, like I'm George, I'm Bill's buddy. Don't even, you know, hook me up with some extra Lucille's fried chicken, and I want a double order of the Caddyshack golf balls. If, if, if George came in, he would get that. But George, George doesn't. I don't think he leaves uh, Lake Como in Italy too often. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't. That's for sure. But you know, Brian brought Brian brought uh, Belushi to dinner one night when Brian first started in Second City. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my mother was making fried chicken that night. Uh, John had ne- his head never came up off the table. He must have eaten three chickens. Uh, <laughs> my mother, my mother just kept frying chicken, and he just kept eating. And Brian kept telling stories. It was a wonderful evening. It, yeah. it was funny. We laughed a lot. Uh, yeah, that was another one. Another one was uh, Harold Ramis came one time, and oh. I, I was cooking dinner for him, and I didn't realize that we. I had just moved to California. And, he, uh, I didn't realize his wife had, had, had gone vegan on us. Uh, she's a doll. I love his wife very much. But uh, so I had made a standing rib roast. <laughs> and Harold came and his wife, Erica, and, and Harold just kind of looked at this thing and he wasn't looking at his wife. Um, Harold's father was a butcher. <laughs> and so he really, really liked me. So he just, he put his head down. He started eating and he, he eaten so fast. He was worried that his wife was going to stop him. You know, say, no, we don't eat that anymore. But, uh, you know, eventually, eventually they, they stopped doing that when they, they left after the, the, I think the Northridge earthquake and they moved, they, she couldn't deal with the earthquakes anymore. They moved to Chicago and, uh, after that, all bets were off. They they ate everything. Yeah, you have to when you're in Chicago. There's such a great food town, uh, especially the steakhouses are tremendous. Um, the, the funny story, Kevin Nealon, uh, when he would, I was doing radio in Tampa at the time. This is years ago, and he came, stopped in. You know, was promoting his his gig at the comedy club, and we were doing you know one of those crazy wacky zany radio bits where uh, it was frozen reindeer meat dodgeball. And we'd line up the interns against the chain link fence and we'd throw what we were saying was reindeer meat, but it was like a slab of ribs. And so Kevin Nealon comes in and I'm like, hey, Kevin, you want to throw the, you know, the meat, you know, at at the intern, you want to participate. And his face just goes, I mean, like not funny Kevin Nealon face. And he says, I'm vegan. (laughs) 
Uh, I, I don't do that. And I was like, would you like to do play by play? He's like, I'll do play by play. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to offend you, sir. I mean, like, you're my favorite, by the way, like I'm a huge fan. Uh, you're absolutely my favorite. What, uh, on this, in this book. And uh, as far as these recipes go, you know, you, you're, you're, you're the seventh of nine Murray children. Does every sibling have, a go-to that's a part of this that collaborated with you and said, Oh, Andy, you got to put in the chicken hash. That's my favorite. Uh, a few of them, the sisters more than the brothers. Uh, the brothers came with stories. The sisters came with recipes. Uh, a couple, one sister, a couple sisters came with stories. Uh, it was a, it really was a family. Uh, everybody was involved in the family putting into this book. It was uh uh, Peggy's baked beans are like killer crazy. They're so good. Uh, but and Laura's got these hot nuts that we bring to every every uh, holiday gathering. You'll find hot nuts there. Uh, uh, but you know, but Brian told stories. Brian put a bunch of stories in, and you know, I did a, a Christmas at his house. He had a house in Connecticut um, that you know George Washington slept at. Wow. And so, you know, this is how old his house was, but uh, he didn't have a regular, he only had a wood-burning stove. So I had to do the entire Christmas dinner, and it was like 25 below zero out also. Uh, so the wood-burning stove kept the house warm and did all the cooking. And it was interesting getting up at, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, started stoking this, this, uh, this, uh, uh, this wood-burning stove. But I just, I that's when my family realized I could cook. So they kind of all backed off on anything else I was doing in my life. Do, do you all still get together on the holidays? Is that, is it a tradition? Yeah, we get together, not always at the same place. Cause you know, we're on East coast, West coast, Midwest. Um, we do get together. We have a golf tournament every year in the springtime uh, uh, in St. Augustine that everyone seems to show up at. That's because it's, the weather's beautiful, but uh, Christmas in Chicago is uh, is a big deal, and uh, most of us try to get there. Yeah, That'd be, what what an amazing table to sit at, with with the Murray family, and is is does Bill talk shop? Uh, do you talk shop, or what's what's the main conversation at the table? Oh, it's never shop. Never shop. It's never shop. It's it's more about one liners and who can top with a better story that's great uh, and that's the way it was growing up you know you, if we could make my dad laugh at the dinner table because my dad was a very funny had a very dry sense of humor but and you knew if you made him laugh you were pretty good mm -hmm. and my mom was just had this great laugh and she was a funny person too and that's i think you know where uh a lot of the humor and and a good part of the family success came from was the dinner table Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. 
However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel, Create Graphics, is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net, C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Tired of ants on your countertop while you're cooking? Can't go outside without getting eaten by mosquitoes? Ah, give Inspect All Pest Services a call. They've got everything you need to get rid of all that stuff just mentioned. Whether it's ants, roaches, fleas, or ticks, Inspect All has got you covered. With their year-round pest treatments, live without the worry or hassle of pests. Give Inspect All Pest Services a call today, 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS Get your first initial service for free. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online, cuttandright.com, C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T, Com. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off your job. Experience tree removal who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed, 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTIN. CUTTINRIGHT.com. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> Did you ever have to step in uh, to your brother's celebrity life if it were ever getting out of control, seeing a lot of the people around him pass away of, you know, demons and this and this and that, and just say, hey, Bill, I don't want this to be you. Please don't let this be you. I can see you're hanging out with this person. Don't hang out with that person. Did you ever have to step in and do that? No. Billy is... um... Billy's, he, he, he saw what happened to his friends and he, uh, he didn't really want any part of it. Uh, you know, people think, Oh, it's Billy. He must, he must be crazy fun. You know, let's, let's go to a party all night, but he's not that way. He's, uh, you know, he has some, he has a couple of cocktails, but he's not a heavy drinker at all. He can't hold his liquor that well. Um, <laughs> and well, he can hold it all right, but it's not like, <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've no guys, I can hold it a lot better than he can, but no, he never, you know, he never got into the drug thing. He never, you know, it's, it's pretty much, you know, he drinks really good wine. Yeah. Did, did you, uh, early in his career, did you tag along a lot on the sets of like Caddyshack and, and, and Ghostbusters and those types of movies? No, I was actually, I had a real job. I was actually cooking. <laughs> so I was in, I was already in the restaurant business. And, you know, when Caddyshack came around, my brother, John got to do it and he got to go down there and then spend, you know, a couple of months down in Florida shooting that movie and got to be in it being one of the, the, the mm-hmm. caddies. And, uh, but I was, uh, 
I was working in New York at the time. Yeah. Because you always, you know, I'm a big Chevy Chase fan as well. As I've never met the man, never interviewed the man, but you always hear the rift between Bill and, and Chevy. And, you, you know, they have to shoot their scenes separately and, you know, they just couldn't be around each other and, you know, the fight at SNL, all that kind of stuff. And, like, you wonder if there's a lot, all, all that's true. You always hear that it is true. I don't want to believe it's true. You know, I, the, the, the original, the, the fight they got into SNL, yeah, that, that happened. But it was over and they did their scenes together. And then Caddyshack, they did their scenes together. Uh, and then uh, they've become friends. Oh, really? And yeah, no, no, they've become friends. And, and, you know, it's not like they hang out with each other. You know, Chevy's got his own life. He lives on the West Coast. Billy lives on the East Coast. But uh, I played golf with Chevy and Billy what, about three years ago at uh, our club in New York, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, good. He, I saw Chevy Chase last year. He came, you know, he travels with the Christmas vacation movie and they do the Q&A and he's got a guy that comes with them. And his, his health is obviously deteriorating, especially if you follow him on social media. You know, th- that's nice to hear that, you know, whatever beef they had back in the day, that's been reconciled and they can go and do a round of golf, you know, because I, I don't know how much longer we have with Chevy Chase, who I think is one of the comedic gods of all time, in my opinion. Just that's how I feel. Well, Chevy, so he's a wonderful man. When Chevy's on, he's great. Yeah, he's absolutely great. But yeah, he's got he's got a, a really bad back. And uh, I know that bothers him a lot. Yeah, that's very, very he's, sad. He's got, there's some other issues that, but you know, I'm not his doctor. Yeah. Nate, uh, question for chef Andy Murray. Yeah, Andy. So obviously, like you said, you had nine siblings. Um, so growing up in a household with 11 people, how did you guys eat? Did, like meals did you have like five tables or how'd you how'd you pull no, that we had this one big long drop leaf table that had five inserts that was like 130 inches long uh it was it was yeah no it, everybody was sat at the table everyone had their space we all had assigned seats and we sat on them every night uh my nobody ate until my mother sat down and then my father would start carving the meat and serving the plates and they would pass them down pass them down pass them and nobody ate until everybody was served until mom was served really and then uh you better keep your elbows off the table was it the same silverware and the same plates whether it's china or not throughout your entire childhood yeah, on the holidays, my mom would pull out the, the you know the expensive china, yeah. and that's the only time we ever saw it. Yeah, and and that silverware and that china and those those plates are still around today, correct? Yeah, well, my sisters have them now. Yeah, I my I just reconciled with my mother after seventeen years, and she's uh, got some health issues. She's seventy six, and one of the reasons was she had things that she wanted to make sure I got if something were to happen to her. Uh, especially for my grandmother. And it's just, I mean, it's a deja vu. You open up these boxes and you see that Lennox China and, you know, the silverware. And you just, it just takes you right back to sitting in that table and having, you know, everybody, you know, like we're talking now about your, your siblings and what they're good at cooking. There's everybody's got a story of somebody in their family that just crushes the mac and cheese or just crushes the ham. And uh, it, it's, it's like opening up a, 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 a time capsule it's very, very odd, very weird. So yeah, no, I we we sold our house, the one house we had. This is my family, my immediate family, and uh, and uh, what was it? Oh nine, and 
and uh, putting all this stuff in it. And some of it was going into storage. And I said, Drew, this is my son, Drew. I said, yeah, this is all going to be yours. He goes, I don't want any of this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. What are we going to do with all this stuff? You know, well, that's, that, that's the other part of it. We've got all these containers in our garage and we're like, Okay, what do we keep? What I mean, some of them are, are valuable. Like, if we're going to sell, we're just going to throw them away. We're going to get some money for them. Uh, and then some of the stuff is not valuable. So you got, it's almost like we have to have our own yard sale with ourselves in order to figure out what to go. But, yeah, that, there's some stuff that I just don't want either. Well, yeah, and, you know, as, as much as the Antique Roadshow is wonderful to watch, but uh, this younger generation, they don't want to buy any of this stuff. No, they don't want any of that. They don't, the, 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 At least they don't want to pay the money that we paid for it. My, my wife and I had that conversation when we started this process. Uh, the idea of fancy china for special occasions is an outdated process. Oh, no. You don't think no, so? No. Uh, my wife, uh, my ex-wife, she had inherited this set of china that was like $1,000 a set, yeah. a, a place setting. And... Um, I mean, she's like, what are we going to do with this? There's a company down in, in North Carolina that buys this stuff, and they give you like 15 cents on the dollar for it. So, did you get the 15 cents, or did you keep it? Oh, no, we got the 15 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why she's your ex-wife now? <laughs> no, no, no. There's all other reasons for that. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. You do know that your picture behind you is not hanging on the wall. It's just leaning on your couch, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm, I was trying to figure out earlier. I was like, somebody, I just got a friend of ours, Lucy Phillips, uh, who recently passed, had painted this for us. And uh, and I'm just trying to figure out where I want to put it. Okay. Well, so you've thought. But yeah, that- it's, it's tilting now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nice painting. It's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. No, you don't have to fix it. There you go. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a bridge on the Chicago River. Yeah. It's the bridge that uh, you pass by when you go on the tours, right? Yeah, no, that's the State Street Bridge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikki, do you have a question for Chef Andy Murray? I know growing up sometimes, like my dad and grandma, they used to eat weird things because of their financial status. And one of the things I saw that you have in your cookbook that's kind of a hot topic that you guys ate growing up that was weird is a peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce sandwich. Did you guys really like how that tasted, or that's just what you had in your kitchen? We loved it. Ugh. And still do. Ugh. I can make that sandwich. I can make that sandwich, and my one of my brothers will push me out of the way, and uh, and take it. No. Oh no. It, it it sounds it sounds pretty weird. Yeah. Because you know I've got friends who won't even be in the same room as mayonnaise, but uh, it's the the combination of flavors all work. Mayonnaise. It just works. It, it's the mayonnaise that works with the with the peanut butter, and the lettuce gives you the crunch and. It's better if you got pretty soft bread too. <laughs> uh, so you, you did you eat, did you eat any? How was your financial status growing up? Were, did, were you middle class? Is that what you guys were? We were middle class, but my father died when he was forty six, mm-hmm. uh, and so the youngest Joel was four at the time. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah. My mom had to go back to work. It was like, it was kind of like uh, the movie uh, Cheaper by the Dozen when mm-hmm. you know. It, uh, Clifton Webb and Myrna Lloyd. Myrna Lloyd, you know, brings the whole family around the table, and that's what my mother did, and said, "All right, we're going to have to pull together here and uh, make this work." And we all started, you know, we all chipped in at that point. But yeah, but we'd come home from from 
from school and dinner wasn't going to be served till six o'clock, six thirty. And so my mom always had eight loaves of bread there. And you just, you made a sandwich between three and six just to, you know, keep it going. So you never went without is what I was getting at. Like food wise, it wasn't. No. Yeah. No. What was that part of, or do you think that was part of Bill wanting to go into, uh, you know, comedy and then obviously Hollywood, um, in order to help the family, or was it just the passion of his from a kid? No, it, that that wasn't why he got into it. He got into Second City because he he was home. He had you know he left school, college. He was in, and then uh, my brother Brian. When my father died, Brian came back home. He was going to school in California, and the, you know the Vietnam War was going on, and to stay out of the draft. Uh, Brian said, well, okay, well, I'll be the sole supporter of the family. And that's how he kept the state out of the draft. Uh, and he was a, uh, a broker uh, down at the Board of Trade in Chicago. Uh, didn't care for it that much. And, and so he started, he found out there was this, this acting thing over at Second City. They had classes. So he went over there and, and you know, six months he was on the main stage. Uh, and not long after that, Billy showed up and Bill, he, Brian said, well, well, come on over and, and let's see what you got. And, uh, you know, in two months, Billy was on the main stage. Wow. Well, why did Brian stop? Brian's never stopped. Oh, he's, he's, he's always done it. Brian, not a second, you know, he left Second City. They, they, you know, they both left Second City at pretty much the same time. They went to New York. They did... Uh, uh, National Lampoon Radio R first, mm-hmm. uh, and then when it was Howard Cosell started his show first before Saturday Night Live called Saturday Night uh, with Howard Cosell, and so they were the prime time players, Brian, Billy, and and Chris Guest, and so when Saturday Night Live started, these guys were all their friends from uh, 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 National Lampoon Radio R. Mm-hmm. And so it's a joke. They said, okay, well, we're the not ready for primetime players. <laughs> so, you know, Howard's, Howard's show lasted a year. And and then uh, that next year, Billy went from uh, that to uh, SNL. SNL, yeah. I, I never I never knew about that. Uh, the Howard Cosell had a had a variety show before SNL. Oh, yeah. Remember the Bay City Rollers? So it's, yeah. It's Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had, he had, they had that one hit. It was kind of weird hit, one hit wonder, but, um, yeah, they opened up the show. I remember that very well. It's kind of an odd pairing comedy and Howard Cosell. A little weird. It was. They, they, I tell you, they loved Howard Cosell though. They thought he was wonderful. Wonderful to work for. Yeah. Uh, Nate, any more questions for chef Annie Murray before we let him go? Yeah. What's your favorite recipe in the book to cook? Ooh, you know, I, I, there's, there's a lot of things I really like to, to make. Um, I, uh, actually the Bill Blast meatloaf is wonderful. If you, if you like meatloaf, it's really good. It's uh, Bill Blast, the designer, he was another guy he used to hang out at Mortimer's and he had this, uh, meatloaf. He had a house down the road from, uh, Brian's house in Connecticut. And, uh, and Bill Blast was a cool guy. He was really a cool, he was kind of a guy's guy, even, uh, but he was just, he was always, I wish, I always wish I'd had his clothes. He had the greatest clothes. He always wore great clothes. But his meatloaf is killer. <laughs> killer meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> that Bill. What's the best steakhouse in Chicago? 
Gibsons. Gibsons. Yeah. Gibsons. That's where that's where I went last time too. That's a, that's just absolutely amazing. Well, no, that's it. You know, after when the Cubs when the Cubs were in the World Series in in sixteen, I, and Billy and I and Johnny actually were ten of us, you know, but we were all in different seats. But uh, we left after the what was it, the second game, the third game when they they lost, and uh, they were. Could have been eliminated if they lost the next game. And then they won the rest of the, their way through. But Billy was so upset, and I uh, said, "Well, food fixes everything. Let's go. Let's go over to, to Gibson." So we went over to Gibson. He goes, "Why?" I, I said, "It's the best steakhouse in Chicago." And so we walked into Gibson's, and he looked at the waiter and he said, "How are the Gibsons at Gibson's?" And we, so we proceeded to have like three of those and a steak. So it was pretty nice. <laughs> Did uh, was Harry Carey uh, a fan of the Murray family and the Murray cooking? Harry and Billy loved each other. I can you know see when that. when the Cubs put lights in. Uh, when was that August eighth, nineteen eighty eight? Uh, a huge rainstorm started during the game, and all of a sudden there was you know. And Billy had gotten we had we had twenty eight tickets. It, this game was sold out for you know months and months and months and. We ended up getting 28 tickets, but when this rainstorm started, an usher came up to Billy and said, ah, they wonder if you would come and, and and talk to Harry in the booth. And so he ended up going and doing like three hours with Harry in the booth. And you, can, you can find it on, on YouTube somewhere, but uh, it's a very, very funny thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Harry, just kept, Harry kept drinking and Billy just kept you know laughing. But the Cubs and the Braves for uh, a a young baseball fan were the only two teams at the time in the 80s if you were away from your local team. You know, I'm originally from from Maryland, so I was an Orioles fan. But when we moved down to Florida, it was WGN, you know, because of what cable was doing and WTBS. And I loved the Cubs. You know, I loved the Andre Dawson's, the Rhinos, the uh, the Say's, uh, the, the, the Maddox's, the, those guys, it was just so, and Harry Carey, I mean, like you waited until the seventh inning stretch. That was the thing. Uh, it was very cool. And to grow up in oh, that. No, it's, 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 you know, being able to sing the seventh inning stretch. I did it one time with my brother, Joel and, and other brother, Edward, and it, it's a, it's a hoot. It really is fun to do. Yeah, uh, the place just goes nuts. What do they do now? Is it is somebody new, or do they still play Harry Carey? They still bring out people, but uh, if they don't have any celebrities in in town, they 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 put up a hologram of Harry singing. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Uh, uh, they, 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 they haven't gone away from Harry at all. Nikki, uh, last question, Chef Andy Murray. Being that this is a, a family business, is any of your children or grandchildren also in the business with you guys? Like they're going to take over when none of you are doing it anymore? Um, no, 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 they don't. They're the, the, this generation there. Joel's one son was a bartender at Lux bar in Chicago. Uh, but other than that, my son, you know, he's never had any interest in, in uh, the restaurant business. Um, none of his boys, they're all, they're, they're all into theater, acting, movies, uh, or some kind of media. 
They're all YouTube, pretty, YouTube, yeah, in, YouTube yeah. influencers. Is yeah. that what all the kids are? YouTube influencers. No, no, nobody's a YouTube influencer. I, you know, I'm trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure out, but how that job works and how do I get it? <laughs> well, you don't have to apply, Chef Andy. You can just do it on your phone, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that you'll have a. You'll be a couple steps ahead of everybody else, especially if you start throwing Bill on there every once in a while. Well, if you, you know, well, grabbing him is like grabbing smoke. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll let you go. I don't want to, but uh, we'll let you go. Eat, drink, and be Murray. Eat, drink, and be Murray. It's a, it's a fabulous Christmas. It's, you know, it's not just recipes. There's a lot of stories in there, family stories. And they're all really, they're nice, and they all come back to, you know, the family at the dinner table. I can see this. You know, I'm sure it's there's the audio book version as well, but I can see this being a television show. Has this been pitched? No. Well. No, it hasn't been pitched. No, I'm sure there's somebody who would now has heard this and will say, Oh, listen, I got an idea for a TV show for you. <laughs> oh, listen, I, I get I get I get about you know, twice a week I I get scripts dropped off at the restaurant to deliver to Billy and which never happened. But they're always based somehow on uh Ghost on the fairway. <laughs> Ghosts on the fairway. That's great. He can, he'll never live down the Caddyshack days. Just never. The, the Caddyshack will stick with, you know, even though he's made so many great movies and been a part of so many great projects, Caddyshack will always be the Bill Murray staple. Oh, yeah. But it, Caddyshack's right there. It's, yeah. you know, it's one of his best. That Ghostbusters. What about Bob? Yeah. Oh, what about Bob is phenomenal. Uh, okay. All right. Let you go. Eat, drink, and be Murray. Have a happy holiday and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Give our best to the family. And, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon when you have another book that comes out. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a Merry Christmas and, uh, everyone go out and buy my book and give them out as Christmas presents. Yes, please. All right. Take care, Andy. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.